Okay, everybody, you're welcome to Create or Die, trying with Sagai. Good evening, all of you out there. And uh, happy, is it happy belated Valentine? Is it possible for us to do that? So we can say happy Valentine. I know you guys had a wonderful weekend. Uh, well, I know I did. I mean, it was, it was an interesting uh, Friday at Lotus Cafe's Valentine Fest with Biodo and the Batik. That was an interesting outing on Friday. Still, how was your weekend, guys? I hope you had an awesome awesome time apologies for starting a bit late today and for missing the show with you guys last week it, it's it's just something that couldn't couldn't be shifted at all it, it was uh, uh it's something that could be uh wasn't uh, with my control on the control of everybody uh, back at the studio here on the show let me get our instagram audience connected to us now okay so so say how was your weekend i hope you had enough rest to make sure your monday started off on a great note all right so <laughs> well you're welcome to a great monday it's going to be a nice one and we're going to have a lot a lot of things to talk about on today's show we're doing uh the second part of uh, our, our discussion last time on communication about uh, creative people and our communication what we do for a living is communicate all right but for people whose livelihood is entirely tied to communication how much of it do we fully understand and how much of it are, are we actually using? How much of the power of communication are we actually using to our own advantage? So what we're talking about uh, today is an extension of that. We asked a few questions last week and we're going to just finish up on those questions. The questions we asked were um, things like, um, we, we, uh, we asked the basic questions, what exactly is communication? Uh, do we understand the process? Are we sure we're even doing it at all? And then are we doing it for ourselves, for our brand? And then who should we be communicating with? Um, and how exactly is your communication with your clients? And then communication with your partner, with your colleagues, with your staff? And how can you do your communication better and effectively? We managed to finish up our talk on uh, the question of are you sure you're doing it for your brand and for uh, yourself as an individual? So we're going to continue the rest of the show today answering the remaining questions about who you should be communicating with, how um, your communication is and should be with your clients and with your partners and colleagues as well as staff, and how you can get your communication done properly. Uh, for those who are just joining us for the first time, well, you can watch past episodes of the show on my page on Facebook, or you can log on to www.anchor.fm and listen to podcasts or previous editions of the show, as well as this one by tomorrow morning. Okay, so, and then there are several uh, platforms that the podcast is available on. I uh, will share all those platforms out by tomorrow so that you can listen to it. Whether you're on Android or iOS or anything, you will find Crypto Diet Trying on all those platforms. We'll share every podcast platform that uh, Crypto Diet is available on by tomorrow. Uh, meanwhile, it's always a conversation, not a lecture. Uh, I, I may be the one talking, but I expect communication in terms of comments, contribution, and questions about the topic of today. Remember, we're sharing knowledge here. You might just be sharing something that someone will greatly benefit from. All right, recognizing Abros Femi Adiribi Kwame, thank you very much for joining us on Facebook, as well as Olufemi Bishuga and Ayodili Abobarin. Ayodili Abobarin, Ayodili Ayodili. Thanks very much for joining us on Facebook. And um, toss to senior or to Siano on uh, Instagram Live. Thanks very much for joining us. So, as I said, it's a communication, it's a conversation. 
get your comments and contributions and questions on the show. Let's move on with this. So we have talked about what communication is and our basic definition, uh, uh, define it as conveying, um, is the act of conveying meanings from one entity or a group of entities to another through the use of mutually understood signs, symbols, and semiotic rules. Okay, so we had a lot of things in terms of what the core factors of that is in terms of conveying the meanings, uh, the one another, the entities, and then mutually understood signs. That was a key factor in our description of what communication is last, uh, we last episode of the show. So now we realize also that the communication process starts with ideas uh, or the message you want to pass across, your goals, your story, your brand, your products, your attitude. And then it goes into the encoding process to the transmission process, the decoding process from the receiver side of things, and then the feedback that closes up the communication cycle of sorts. So uh, we know the, the first thing is the idea, the story. What are you trying to say? Your communication uh, uh, attitude or your goals at the very beginning, and the feedback at the end, which is actually a cycle. So it goes back to the idea, the end or the end, the um, the uh, agreement I mean that we all recognize is the fact that your communication is not completed until you get feedback and feedback feeds, feeds your ideas feeds your goals to help you accept those ideas and goals to see if you have actually achieved your aim and then the process starts again whether it's the same idea you're going to be communicating in a different way or it's the same one now expanded or repeated uh, consistently to keep the feedback going okay and the feedback in this situation can be anything from uh, basically verbal feedback or more buying of your product or more word of mouth uh, advertising by people or more push for people or even creating a movement you say something and the feedback is that people now take that idea off and begin to uh, impact society with it that is a feedback in one way or the other okay so uh, the most important aspect of the communication are your initial goals ideas or the message you want to pass across and your feedback, what you get after the idea gets into the public domain. Rafael Kazim is here on Facebook as well as Daniel Chimeze on Facebook Live. Uh, Facebook Live. Uh, Fat World Ayobami is on Instagram joining us. Thanks very much for joining us today. So your idea is a key part of communication and the feedback is the most important thing you need that will ensure that your idea is not just going to waste. The feedback determines whether you have actually achieved your goal or not. So we also wanted to ask the question about uh, if you are doing it at all. Now, while it is possible for communication to be uh, the thing everybody does, whether you know it or not, you are constantly communicating with your environment, whether you're speaking or you're not speaking, you are communicating. Silence is, is a form of communication in itself because it gets feedback, right? So one way or the other, that happens. So uh, we looked at what makes a communication uh, um, complete or what makes it even viable, what makes it even uh, okay when you do it. You can, you need to be sure that you are communicating. You can't communicate by accident, okay? If you communicate by accident, you are basically just, uh, like right now, blind, blind casting. They are basically just sending out a message, whoever receives it, they can do whatever they want with it. And oftentimes what they do with it might not exactly be what you want. So we're talking about uh, proper communication attributes being the fact that uh, good communication is goal-oriented, it is intentional, it is consistent, and it's simple as well as appropriate, and it is tailored to its targets, okay? So we've looked at all those aspects that makes communication proper communication, not just something you're throwing out. Okay, like we already said, silence is in itself a form of communication. Okay, so 
the, the goal is to ensure that you are doing it intentionally. Good communication has goals, is intentional, consistent, and simple, appropriate until it's retired. Now, uh, we also went into uh, the question, which is what we're not going to probably address in this episode today. The question, who should you be communicating with as a service provider? We are creative people out there. So basically what we do is provide solutions for our customers and clients and fans. We actually uh, solve problems for them in terms of entertainment, communication, uh, branding processes, uh, image, beauty, whatever. We are providing the service of solutions to people. So who should you be communicating with? Remember we said communication is intentional. That means you have to do it consciously. You have to be sure that you are actually doing it. It cannot be something you do accidentally. Okay, Mary Badmas joined us on Facebook. Mary Badmas, thank you very much for being with us today. So as a service provider, who should you be communicating with? The questions will be, uh, one, should you be communicating with known clients, with potential clients, uh, with the end users perhaps, or maybe with the back-end providers, people who are on a different thing. Are you, are you communicating with a specific age range? And then um, are you communicating through a particular platform? What kind of platform should you be using to communicate with people you want to reach out to? And then also content. What exactly should you be sharing? And we're not talking about social media content only. We're talking about the words coming out of your mouth. You know, the words you say when you meet people one-on-one, -on -one, when you're at an event, when you meet people in the bus or in traffic or at the bus stops or in meetings or at the beach, even at clubs. What exactly should you be sharing? So. The thing is, number one, for known clients, your communication as a creative person, as a service provider, should be one to known clients. Yeah, you already know them. Now you want to make sure that the image and perception they have of you is what they keep having. So you have to reiterate that idea with them. With them, you have to keep keep giving them the same information. Remember, communication, good communication, is consistent. All right, that means it's the same information that keeps coming over and over again. So to known clients, the ones who have experienced your services, yes, when you tell them this, they can nod their head and say, yeah, yeah, he's talking, he's telling the truth. We, we actually did that project with them and this is what we got. So known clients, yes, but they're not as important as this next set of people. All right, known clients do one thing for you immediately. They are the ones that do the word of mouth to actually tell other people about your service, whether it's good or bad. That is why you address them first. Okay, they already know you. You need them to tell their friends and families. You need them to communicate who you are to the people they know. Okay, so you need to be, you want yourself to be a part of their communication. All right, to the other people that they talk to. So you, you make sure you're communicating with them, right? We'll talk about how to do it right later on. But first, these are the people you should be talking to your known clients, then your potential clients. That break in transmission. <laughs> Uh, sorry for that break transmission. I think we had a little bit of communication uh, gap right there. There was a communication break, something we can't completely control. It's just network being network. All right. So uh, let's let's see if we can communicate, continue from where we were the last time. We we're talking about who you should be communicating with. We we're talking about known clients and potential clients as well as the end consumers. We we're describing the end consumers as part of the people that you should be talking uh, to, that you should be communicating with. Because for most of us, we, we talk to only those who are directly requesting our, our, our services as solution providers. But you can actually skip your direct clients and go to the end users. The end users might, in this case, let's, let's take an example of uh, the, the marketing of selling noodles, for instance. The marketers of noodles do not address the noodles to children. As much as they know that children are the ones that will consume the noodles, they know that the parents 
are the ones that are going to buy. So they often target their advertising at the parents to say, mommy is going to be the best thing when you do this. Mommy, you're the best when you do that. Mommy, you rock when you do this to the kids. Kids will love mommy when mommy does this. Daddy's going to be the best daddy if... So the, the advertising, the communication does not target the children. It skips over the end, um, the, uh, the 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 um, the people that would eat it and go straight to the people that would actually afford it. The people who are not the end consumers of the product in the other words. So you can skip a particular portion. Say, for instance, as as we gave the description earlier, you can skip the event organizers. If you're a photographer, for instance, if you're a photographer, you can skip targeting the event organizers and go straight at those who actually host this event. Go to the bride, talk to the bride, talk to the birthday girl or birthday boy, talk to the people that's putting out together the meeting instead of talking to the event organizers. Now, we're not saying uh, remove one for the other. No, these three people we have mentioned so far are people you need to target in your communication. Your known clients, your potential clients, and then the end consumers, okay? Skip your clients and go to the people your clients uh, service so that they can push your clients to get you jobs, all right? These are the people that will tell your clients, you know what, call this man, he's the photographer I want, okay? So sometimes you might not have them as your client yet, but if you skip to the people that will use the, the, the final thing that your client is going to ask you to do, then they can put pressure on your client to get back to you. Now that's one way to also communicate with them. The, the number four set of people you should be talking to are your backend providers. These are the people who are providing the tools you are working with. You know, sometimes it looks like we walk uh, in a particular direction as creative persons. We communicate in a particular direction, and we don't go in the, in the, in the other one. So quickly recognizing uh, Balkis Abiola. Ah, Balkis, babe, thanks very much for joining us. And Ayodele Aribabu as well as Shewu Awobajo. Thank you very much, guys, for joining on Facebook. Michael Bonajo is tuning in on Instagram. Thank you very much, Michael, for joining us on, share, on the show today. Remember, it is not a lecture, it's a conversation. So your comments and contributions are greatly welcome. We are talking about communication and doing it intentionally and consistently and well. All right, so we're talking about who you're communicating with as a service provider. Now, that's the, the first set of people. Your known clients, your potential clients, your prospective clients, and then your end consumers, people who use your services at the end, beyond your client. Then your back-end providers are the first set of people, the people that provide the equipment and tools that you use. As, let's even say as a photographer, you know you can actually communicate with the people who provide the cameras you use, all right? The people who provide the services that help your photography work. Because these same people, because you are using their tools, might be the people to recommend you as a photographer. Like I'm using that photographic example uh, for, for this as well. So a photographer pays an ode to his Canon something something camera and then Canons, the people that operate the back end of Canon and things, sees this guy as like a, a number one brand ambassador of sorts, which ultimately boosts your presence because Canon recognizes you and says, Look, this guy works with that camera, he's number one, any picture he takes is going to be awesome. You are basically getting, going to get recommendations, all right, because you are working on your back end providers. So sometimes communicate with people that are providing the tools you are working with, not necessarily people that are enjoying what you're producing with the tools, okay? That's the back-end provider kind of thing. And then also you should be concerned about the age range of people that you're communicating with because you know what you're saying to children is not what you're going to be saying to teenagers, it's not what you're going to be saying to young adults or what you're going to be saying to really older persons, okay? So ensure that you tailor your communication to your age range, you must know the ages of people that you are talking to, all right? That can be a bit confusing sometimes for photographers or for creative persons generally, 
because you think, okay, uh, I draw comic books, but comic books are not for children. Meanwhile, there are adult comic books, and this is not exactly what I do. So you might be a bit confused, but it is clearly important that you need to define the age range of people that you want to communicate with. All we're talking about right now is to work out the first part of your communication cycle, your idea, your story, your brand, your products, your goals. What exactly are you trying to achieve? All right? That needs to be sorted out. That's why where the age range comes in. Then, also, platforms. All right? The age range you might be targeting, the group of people you are targeting with your communication might actually be what will determine the platforms you work with, with your uh, platforms, uh, with your clients or potential clients or end users be better reached on television or on radio or in newspapers or via posters or by actual uh, uh, visits to these places. You know, maybe you should do a tour of some sort, move around school, move around events, places, and actually give talks and talk to people directly. Or should you be on Instagram? Or should you be on Facebook? Everybody and anybody who knows anything about social media knows that the different platforms are for different age groups. Snapchat, Viskids, um, or what's there? There's one that the friend of mine keeps talking about. Then there's Instagram and Facebook and the usual one that we know WhatsApp is another platform to work with. But to determine which platform works well for the age range and the group of people you are trying to target is quite important to your communication uh, goals, okay? Ensuring you get the right kind of feedback. Posting business things in a particular platform might not exactly work for you. Posting your jokey, uh, freestyling, jovial uh, stuff on LinkedIn, for instance, might not be exactly the right place to be if you want to say certain things. So you need to determine which platform works well for you. Don't let anybody tell you that as a communicating uh, creative person that you need to be on Facebook or you need to be on Instagram. No. Study each platform very well. Excuse me. Understand the age ranges of people that exist within these platforms and then target only, use only the platform that works well for your specific targets. Okay? Bros, generally, articles tuning in on Facebook Live. Thank you very much for joining us today. Okay? So, then from that point on, we have um, what to share. This is a bit of a problem for everybody in one way or the other. I know one of the core things that you probably have as a creative person, even as a regular person sharing ideas out there is, what exactly should I say to these people? All right, I mean, what is enough and what is not enough? When do I share too much? Okay, so what exactly do you need to be sharing in your communication? You know, what kind of videos are you going to be uh, sharing with your potential clients, with your known clients? Uh, do you be sharing your personal stuff at all, maybe your family stuff? Are uh, you talking only business? Are you going to be, um, I mean, believe in that uh, psychological statement that says people uh, connect better with people, all right? I mean, should you post your family? Do you realize often that your picture of your family gets a lot more likes than the picture of your last project that you did, okay? So check that out. Should you be sharing your beliefs on your social media platform, on your business platform? Should you be people hear about your faith, about your religion? Do you, should you be sharing that in your communications? Uh, should you be sharing your political views on your platform, on your communication with your clients and potential clients or with your backend uh, suppliers and, uh, and end consumers? Should you be sharing all these things with them? It's a question you have to ask yourself depending on the goals you hope to achieve. Remember, certain things expressing political view would basically, I mean, for me, it's often a dangerous area for a creative. We're not saying do not be politically involved, but you must always be careful in what you share in terms of that, and even according to your beliefs. 
as a creative person, you are probably servicing a lot of people of a variety of religious backgrounds, not the ones you basically believe in. And certain things can might injure your communication in, in, in those kind of setup, unless that is your goal. If you want to only keep a certain set of people within your client base, that works. So at least you know you're doing it intentionally. Remember, intention is very, very key here. Then number five is um, language style. When you're communicating, what do people, what do you want people to know you as? The serious guy or the jovial guy, the ever freestyling guy, the ever pigeon speaking guy, the ever fun uh, company. I mean, even beyond personal uh, uh, perception of who you are, your language style should be reflected in your immediate communication, whether you're writing it down, or you're speaking, or you're actually uh, uh, um, uh, taking videos of it and all. You need to ensure that your language style is consistent. Okay? Uh, for some reason, there are certain things that might be possibly mixable. Okay, it's possible for you to be the serious guy who jokes from time to time, or the jokey guy who gets serious from time to time, or the fun guy who's a bit serious sometimes, or the pigeon guy who speaks proper English in certain regards, very much like uh, West Side, uh, <laughs> West Baba, totally, totally amazing uh, guy, by the way. Uh, that's, uh, what's, his, what's his nickname on the radio station? I'd like try to remember that I used to follow his show a while back. So you need to determine your language style so that people know what to get. Very much like that guy on the screen rant. Um, uh, um, super easy, barely an inconvenience. Okay, that's pitch meetings. Uh, what is your language style? What exactly are you trying to speak like? What should people expect uh, you to, to like or describe you as at all time? What will be your catchphrase, so to speak? What will be the way people recognize you when they see you? Chris Adeluba, Adeluba and uh, Olari Wajubamdele S are tuning in on Facebook. Thank you very much for joining us. We still have Pat Wars and then Toast to Sino on Instagram joining us as well as Michael Bonajo. Thank you very much for sticking around with us. So now we're going deeper into asking the question about how you're communicating with your clients. How is your communication with those known clients, right? And the ones you presently have that you're working with. The question we need to ask, um, are you checking out their spoken communications with you? You know, those short SMS replies or those very short and terse email replies they, they give to the projects you deliver or the messages you send to them, or when you call them, you notice to, you pay attention to what they are saying to you and how they are saying it, all right? Do you also pay attention to their unspoken uh, uh, communications? Yes. In fact, that's a, a core factor of communication. Not all communication is visual or audio. Okay, a lot of it is body language, a lot of it is silence. In fact, silence itself is a form of communicating, it's saying something to you. Okay, so are you looking at the unspoken thing? Are you looking at the kind of looks you get when you mention something during a meeting or when you present something, when you give them that particular presentation, when they, they receive that file from you and they flip through it? Are you looking at their eyes? Are you looking at the way they look at each other? Are you looking at what they're saying behind their eyes right there? Okay, so you need to pay attention to those things that are not being spoken with by a client. Also, are you particularly um, conscious of your perception and that in your client's perception of you? What, but the best way to get this is to ask yourself a question. What have you communicated? What message have you communicated with your client consistently for the last one year? Okay, what's the most thing that they know that, oh, that's, that's, that's what it always does. You know, it could be anything from uh, you deliver top quality, you deliver on time, deliver late, or you deliver a wrong brief, or, or sometimes you deliver only after midnight, or you only work. What exactly 
is that thing that you know that your clients have experienced with you consistently for the last one year. That is your perception. That is what they see you as. That is your brand, and that's the perception they have of you. Is that what you want? Go back into that. That question, just ask yourself and answer it as a creative question there. Last one year, what message have we communicated to your clients consistently? That's number three there. Number four, feedback. Are you getting the right kind of feedback from your client? What are you asking your clients about your delivery, about their quality, about their satisfaction? When was the last time you actually called up your client to say, uh, can you give us feedback on what you think about our services and our delivery to you and our quality? What exactly do you think about what we're doing for you? Would you recommend this to somebody else? Uh, is there something we need to improve upon? Are you getting the right feedback from your clients? If there's anything I've found that over uh, the years of, of working with people and, and delivering services to clients, is not every client feels the, um, the immediate requirement to send you a feedback if they don't like what they're what you're giving to them. All right. Oftentimes, even when they like what they are doing to them, most of them don't feel the need to say, oh, we, we saw this is really nice. Thank you very much for it. Uh, we'll send your balance next week. Nobody, I mean, very few clients ever actually give direct feedback to you as a creative person. So you have got to find a way to get that feedback, get them to voice, get them to write, get them to say, get them to give you feedback. All right. And then what are they asking you? That's another thing. Are you giving them feedback about your relationship with them? Are you communicating what you feel about their processes, about their ideas, about what the company is, is, is all about? Because the thing is, just like you, every one of your clients wants to know that somebody out there is concerned about what's going on in the company. And you should be too. If your client goes out of business, that is one less client for you to work with. So that feedback part is really important. If your client is happy with what you are providing, that means you are one of their assets. That means you are one of the reasons why that company is still existing. And that might be a good thing for, but that is a good thing for you as a service provider and a solutions provider to that particular business. So make sure you get the feedback from your clients, positive or negative. In fact, we should go a little bit into that negative end of things. A lot of us do not know how to handle feedback that's negative from clients. All right, I've seen a lot of creative damn clients because the client said they didn't like what was ultimately delivered. All right, I've seen creative ask for certain things. Uh, like they are like trying to get the client to pay a balance on a, a service that is poorly delivered. In any ways, that is another angle entirely. We have talked about this before in one of the episodes of the show called feedback. I do feedback. So feedback is a core aspect of uh, communication. In fact, it's the final thing. So yes, you set out as a creative person to get this particular thing done. But are you sure that is what you're doing? Are you achieving that goal? So get your feedback right. Now, your communication also. How is it with your clients? You know, how is it, I'm sorry, how is it with your partners, your colleagues and your staff? If you're, you're running a business where you have staff or you have partners in the business or you have colleagues working with you on a particular project in a particular uh, business, uh, do you operate a top-down communication process? Are you just going to give orders and everybody obeys it? Uh, are you dictatorial in that setup? Are you open to suggestions and contributions for everybody working with you, whether they're staff, colleagues or partners? Are you exclusive? You know, you just have this small club of people that you communicate with and everybody else is left out. Or are you inclusive that everybody is included in everything that you want to share and say? And then also, in the core of that is the question, how much information do you or should you share with your colleagues, your partners, and your staff? Now, let's get something clear in terms of um, the world secrets, okay? Uh, for a lot of us, 
when something is a secret, we automatically think that means it's negative. Not so. Okay? Something being a secret doesn't necessarily mean it is negative to you. Okay? Take that as a factor. So you do not need to share everything with everybody, but you have got to be careful not to keep unnecessary things away from the people that need to hear it or can best benefit from it to use it for your own advantage. Okay? So determine how much information you should share and then share that accordingly in as much of an open way as possible. Remember, if you are the boss in the setting, yes, people will give you data and information to help get your communication up better. They will give you feedback. But that does not mean that anybody will force you into getting things done their way. It's still going to be up to you. But it's best to ensure that your communication is open and free to allow for a larger pool of feedback to help refine that idea and ideology that you have from the very beginning. Okay? Um, Asian Woke Charles uh, joined us on Facebook as well as uh, G.A.B.N.Y.O. Ogbowe. Thank you very much for joining us on Facebook. Remember, your comments and contributions are greatly welcome on the show today. Please kindly uh, ask a question or send a comment in there if you feel you need to clarify anything or you don't get some of the things we're talking about right now. Okay, so we'll talk about that. Now, after all this analysis of what communication is, who you should be communicating with, the question of if you're communicating properly with your clients, what you should be doing, who you should be communicating with, the question is now, how do you make sure you're doing your communication effectively as a creative person out there? How do you do it well? All right, let's look at points to um, ensure that we make our communication as effective as possible. Number one, keep it simple. Whatever you're doing, I'm sure you've heard this before, in all situations, keep your communication simple with clients, with staff, with partners, with the general public, with, in fact, in your words, in the images you use, in your processes of delivering the products and services that you deliver, keep it simple. If there's anything I'll forever love Apple Computer for, the Apple Company for, is their key, um, uh, I like that, the key drive to keep everything about the company simple, to be able to access any Apple product on the website with two clicks, to be able to buy the product with this, to be able to ensure that you access everything easily on their devices without much stress. So keeping things simple is a core factor of making sure your communication is right. And besides the fact that it helps your uh, potential targets and your target clients and all understand you better, it also saves you from remembering too much. I mean, once you keep your information simple, you can remember four words instead of 55, okay? So it's best to keep your communication simple. From your mission statement, your vision, and your brand ideology, your brand perception, keep it simple, all right? Number two, know what is for whom, okay? It's the hardest part of your communication. You need to decipher and determine from the very onset what information is for whom, who is getting this, and why should they be getting this, to determine that from the very beginning. Not all information and communication is for everybody. Okay, you need to determine who deserves to know and get what aspect of the information or communication that you have to share. Like we rightly pointed out earlier on about the kind of people you're talking to, you know the information you're passing to your potential clients will be different from the one you're passing to your known client, will also be different from the one that you are passing to the end consumer. It will all be pointing in the same direction with the same goal, but the way in which it is said, the way in which it's shared, will be tailored to those specific people. All right? Uh, your client doesn't need to know uh, how much uh, you, you spend cleaning your camera. 
but your back-end people need to know, okay? So your, your end users don't need to know the techniques you use in taking the pictures to make it come out beautiful. They just need to see the beautiful pictures. Whereas the people who are organizing the events, who are your clients, that potential clients, need to know your process, need to know how you're doing it. So what you're saying to each person is completely different, but it's all different aspect of one particular goal. All right? So know what is for whom. Number two, uh, that's number two. Number three, keep it consistent. We cannot overemphasize this enough in all forms of communication. Remember, we, we liken this communication thing to branding. Communication is the key to branding. Branding is an idea, a concept, a perception, an image communicated consistently over a period of time. Okay, so the consistency is a key part of your communication process. Ensure that you keep your communication consistent. If you're going to be posting every day on Facebook, keep it posting every day on Facebook. If you're going to be sharing a video every week, keep it as consistent as you possibly can to ensure that your communication is consistent. All right, number four, use the words you mean and mean what you say. We cannot overemphasize this, and it happens a lot of times that it causes a lot of conflict. Somebody says something. What they mean is completely different from the words they have actually used. And they felt that, that those words best say what they're trying to say. Unfortunately, those words have like three or four other meanings, and then you are picking up one of them, and then you're translating it differently, and they're like, no, it's not like that. It's this way. Check your words to ensure that you use the words that best describe what you mean to say so that your words don't get misconstrued or misinterpreted, all right? Mean what you say and make sure it is exact. You cannot avoid and you cannot afford to have um, a, a misrepresentation or a misinterpretation of what you're trying to say. The feedback you get will ultimately be wrong and that might not uh, be repairable in certain situations, okay? So use the words that you mean. Number five here, pay attention to non verbal communication all right pay attention to the non-verbal communication there's a lot of things that is being said without words so you're going to need to pay attention to those things that people are not saying to you and very often this is another part of communication especially with the advent of social media and the proliferation of social media and everywhere that it is um a lot of things is being said but not directly to you but there are things that you should be listening to okay so there's a lot of things that is going on in the background there's a lot of things that is going on in places that you're not invited to, but you can see they're not talking to you, but you can get the message. So pay attention to non-verbal communication. A lot is being said there than exactly being said in actual words, okay? Number six, don't let emotions win, all right? This is one of the hardest things to also do as a communicator. We are human beings and communication is the core thing that we do, but emotions is the core part of who we are as well. Uh, Professor Saburi Akindilam Saburi, thank you very much for joining us on Facebook. So, uh, as I was saying, don't let emotions win. Number six, do not let emotions win. Sure, emotions are inbuilt and they are automatic, but you must choose the response you have to the emotions that come within you in the particular uh, communication. Uh, most of it usually happens for most creatives at the feedback end of things. The client comes back with a feedback that may be completely off what you are even talking about. The client is angry for no apparent reason. The client is dissing your work and telling you how ugly and bad and ridiculous everything you are doing is. 
it is very easy for you to, at that particular point in time, lose it and just give it back to the client and get angry or get emotional about it. And that might not be the best time to let the emotions uh, take charge of the situation. If your client is already angry and messed up, pissed off or something, the best thing you can do is be on the other side of things and de-escalate the situation. You will be surprised that very often those feedbacks might not have anything to do with you. Okay? And if they do, the only way to ensure you can get the right uh, problem to address is to not let emotions win. Okay? So that's number six. Don't let emotions win. Number seven, seek to understand first. All right? That goes back to that number six about don't let emotions win. No matter what happens, your first and primary goal should be to understand what's going on. What are the real issues? What are the true words that need to be said or being said here? What are the, what's the nature of the situation that's happened? We always use an example of this show about somebody coming to you asking for money because they are hungry. They need money for food because they are hungry. Now the question is, what is the true problem in that situation? It's not that they need money. It is that they are hungry. Okay? So oftentimes the real issue might not be presented in the information that's coming to you hence the non-verbal cues that you might need to pay attention to, body language and all that. So by seeking to understand, by being on, on, on default, to understand the situation, you ask the questions to get more data, there and then you will know exactly uh, what aspect of the situation is your blame and what aspect is your client's blame or even factors that you can't control, both of you. You will know immediately, all right? So you'll be able to quickly know how to address the situation once you understand better. Even before your client seeks to understand you, you first seek to understand, all right? The best part of communication is in making sure that what is coming back to you, whether it's true or not, make sure you understand it first before you begin the communication cycle again, okay? So that's number seven. Number eight, and this one is for you. Um, ensure your body language or your other languages match your speech, all right? Do not say one thing and then act another way. Do not uh, uh, post one image that says this, uh, I'm a vegetarian, I eat only vegetarian meals and all of that. And then at the party, somebody sees you open down uh, a, a beef burger. Okay, so do not let there be a conflict in what you are passing across. Your communication should constantly be true. A friend once told me that if you cannot say anything truthfully, it's best to just keep quiet. Okay, see if for some reason there's um, you know, yeah, you're a vegetarian, but you sometimes eat meat, you know, you, you're still fighting that battle. Do not come out, try it, and tell people that, look, I'm a vegetarian, this is what I am, I live veggie life, it's all great. No, calm down, all right? If you are not 100% on it, best not to communicate it so that nobody can say what you said, what you actually tweeted, what you actually posted. Once you have not committed to saying, look, this is what it is, then you're free of it. So ensure that what you practice what you see are matching okay that's number eight number nine if you judge make it the last resort there's anything i found out over the years in terms of being uh, a communicator and talking with people you get a lot more feedback and a lot more information when you don't judge the information that's coming to you immediately all right if you allow yourself to be the non-judgy uh, receiver of information, you'll find that a lot more information comes to you and you're able to actually grow and learn more and more people will trust you. So 
do not immediately assume that oh this person just said they did this oh my god the person is a criminal or oh, the person is a liar the person is this this person is that don't judge just hear them out if you ever ever have to judge make it a last resort otherwise don't judge at all okay so the key thing is to be or present a non-judging environment so even when your clients come back and say this is what they have about your job or your potential clients or the people that you're trying to say one thing or the other to come back and say this to you or about themselves or open up to you or say something against you do not judge their reactions immediately do not even judge them at all just listen all right in fact that's the number 10 uh, uh thing you must do to keep your, con your communication effective here yeah. number 10 listen all right for a lot of us as human beings we spend more than half the time we're listening to somebody talk preparing our own response not exactly listening to that person talk less of even understanding what that person is actually passing across to us we are way 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 into what we are about to say that we are not basically getting the feedback from the other person so importantly in all forms of communication, whether it's on digital media, social media, whatever platforms you're doing, one-on-one -on -one communication with your clients in meeting in your office with staff and colleagues and partners, listen. Pay attention to the feedback you're getting and the contribution that is coming to you. A lot of it is coming from places that you might not be completely aware of, but listen. Pay attention to the feedback. We cannot overemphasize this. Remember, the core thing or the core things in communication are your ideas from the very beginning and then the feedback you get. So pay attention to those two in your communication, and you'll be sure that when those two are effectively um, operated, every other thing in between would work well to your advantage. Your ideas is, is the key, your story, your brand, what you're trying to say, and then the feedback you're getting, which requires uh, your, your listening. So one on the one end, you have uh, preparing your information and the way you're going to say that information, the way you're going to get that idea out, you have what you want to say, you have your goals, make sure the goals are tight, and then the other end of it to ensure you're listening to the results of everything you have done about your goals. All right, guys? So once again, thanks very much uh, for, for, for listening to this. I hope we got a few things from this particular topic out there. I know it, it's been quite an enlightening one, uh, researching the topic and, and sharing it with you guys. If you have any more kind of comments about it or any contributions you want to add to what I've talked about today, write in the comment section of my Facebook page or Instagram uh, uh, live page out there. Let's, let's hear what you have to say. And if you're just joining us right now, well, we have come to the end of the show, but you can listen to podcasts of this particular episode on www.anchor.fm. That is A-N-C-H-O-R.fm. A-N-C-H-O-R.fm. And we can we'll share all the other platforms that you can listen to the podcast of the show by tomorrow. You can get this edition, uh, this episode and other episodes on that platform from tomorrow as well. You can go right now and check out the other episodes. So, um... Without much ado, until I see you guys again next week. Oh, just a quick recognition. Nuruddin Adebule and Lamri Razak are just joining us. Uh, thank you very much for joining us still, guys, even though we are ending the show right now. Always, always glad to have you guys here. Remember, this show would not exist without you guys being there to always stay tuned with us. So thanks very much for being with us today. And remember to keep the creativity going. You've got to create. It's the one thing that you know you must do while you are alive. So create or die trying until I see you guys next week. Have a fantastic week ahead.